In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the month of Beba, and in the Gospel reading, we read about how the Lord Jesus Christ was accused of casting out demons um, through Beelzebub, who was the ruler of the demons. Um, and I felt like it was a timely Gospel reading, considering that um, Halloween is on Tuesday. Um, and I wanted to speak a little bit about what is Halloween, I know oftentimes at this time of year there is um, a heated discussion maybe between the children and the adults um, as to whether this is a, a celebration that should be practiced or not. Um, and I think maybe many of us are aware um, that in the church we, we do not celebrate it. Um, so I want to explain a little bit about the origins of this um, celebration um, and why is it that in the church we, we, do, not, um, we do not celebrate it. <clears throat> so the idea of, of Halloween started out in the Celtic world, um, and it started out as a feast called the Feast of Samhain. So I know it's not spelled Samhain, but that's how it's pronounced. Um, and so the Celts were people living um, uh, in Europe around the time of 800 to 450 BC, and so they would celebrate their new year on November 1st. So this was the New Year celebration of these Celtic people, and these were, were pagans, that these people were pagans. Um, and so at the beginning of the winter, which was this would be the beginning of the winter, it was always associated with a time of death. Um, and so this New Year celebration for them was also kind of uh, an awareness of and, and, a, and a celebration of this time that was associated with, with death. Um, and so the Druids, who were like the Celtic priests, um, they would make very big bonfires and, and have these um, fire festivals and the people would gather and they would burn their crops and offer animal sacrifices to their gods. Um, and so this feast, which was on November 1st, which was one of four of these fire festivals that they would have quarterly throughout the year, um, this was called Samhain and it was the most um, kind of... Uh, prominent or significant one of the fire festivals that they would have throughout the year. So that's kind of how, how it began. It began that there is this, on November 1st, there is this fire festival held by the Celtic people um, a long time ago um, in Europe, and these were pagan people, and th it was actually a celebration of death and an understanding of, of kind of this period of time of the year which represents death to them. This is an example um, of one of the fire festivals um, that they would hold. Um, and actually this is something that is still practiced in modern time by people who, who hold these religious practices. Um, and, and one of the things I want to emphasize about Halloween is that everything about Halloween stemmed from these pagan roots, right? These pagan roots. So as today we are trying to make these celebrations with kids and the candy and, and everything, the, the, the basis of it is all in the pagan roots. So you see here this celebration here that has the kids, it's actually the same as this, except it's done in a kind of watered-down way, in a way to make the kids feel comfortable and happy and passing out candy and whatnot. And the emphasis that I want to place here as I speak about this is the way that the devil introduces evil um, to the people. He doesn't just come and say, hey, come and worship me. Come and worship the devil. Of course, nowadays it's actually much more explicit than it used to be. Um, and maybe some people would. Um, but he doesn't come to most people and say, come and worship me. He presents something that is um, veiled and masked and hidden, something that maybe has a root and a basis in worshiping the devil and, 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 and something demonic, but he presents it in a very acceptable way. He comes and says, oh, it's all about candy and having fun and children, right, and dressing up in costumes. But actually the root of it is evil. 
right? And this is why we don't practice it. You know, some people ask the question, what does the church have against candy and against costumes? So we have no, no nothing against candy and costumes. And if you eat candy and you wear costumes every other day of the year, there's nothing wrong with that, right? The problem is, is that on this specific day, all of these practices are rooted in some kind of devil worship, right? And so that's why I want to I wanna emphasize this um, and, and, you know, the, the basis of, of Halloween, how it came up, um, and, and, and why is it that we do not practice it. So the Celtic people, they believed that on the night of the new year, right, their new year was November 1st. So the night of the new year is October 31st, which is, of course, when Halloween is practiced. The, the boundary between the living and the dead is blurred. So there can become no boundary between the dead and the living. This is what they believed. So when they celebrated this Samhain feast on October 31st, it was believed that the spirits of the dead would come to the earth. Okay, would come to the earth. And, and this is kind of, again, some the foundation of why Halloween is, the imagery of Halloween is all about ghosts and goblins and ghouls and, 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 and scary stuff because it's rooted in the idea of the belief that the spirits of the dead come from the dead and, and roam the earth. So they believe that the dead spirits and the ghosts would roam the earth, and during the celebration, the Celtic people wore costumes, um, typically consisting of animal heads and skins. They didn't have Walmart um, to be able to have fancy costumes like exist today. They would get animal heads and skins, and this would be kind of the, 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 the way that they would dress up. And these costumes of ghosts and witches and, and these things were believed to confuse the spirits so as not to attack or possess the people. So they believed that these spirits who were coming from the dead, they were actually going to harass or possess or harm the people. So what they would do is they would dress as ghosts and witches and these things so that the spirits, when they come, they would be confused and not realize that these people are, 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 are actually human beings and they're not dead spirits, um, and they would leave them alone. So it was a camouflage. So when you ask the question, why is it that, um, that people dress up in costumes of, of ghosts and all this on Halloween? Well, the origin of it is because they wanted to confuse the evil spirits into thinking that they also were evil spirits like them, and so that they would be left um, alone. And also, um, to keep these ghosts away from the houses of the people, the people would place bowls of food outside the home to appease the ghosts and prevent them from entering into the house. So like the idea was that the ghosts would come to the house and they would find the food there on the door of the house. They would be satisfied with this food. They would eat the food and then they would leave and not do anything. And hence is the, the origin of trick-or-treat. Right? What is the origin of trick-or-treat? It's the, it's the idea that someone is going to come to your house and instead of tricking you or doing something bad to you, right, you're going to give them candy and then this candy is going to uh, assuage them, make them feel like, okay, I'm, uh, you gave me what I wanted, you gave me something good, so I'm going to leave you alone. Right? So it used to be done by placing these bowls of food outside. Now the, the practice has morphed as the modern version that we have today, which is essentially to um, open the door, give the people the candy so they don't harm you, quote unquote, harm you, and then they go away. Right? So again, when we ask the question, well, what is so wrong with um, ch children going around and collecting candy um, from, from people's houses? Well, again, it's not about the candy. It's about what is the basis of this whole celebration. The basis of the celebration is that those kids 
are, are representing evil spirits. They're coming to the doors of the people's houses, representing that they are going to torment them, and they are being, um, they're being assuaged by the candy or the food that they are receiving so that they leave and go away, right? And that's essentially what the kids are practicing, even though they're doing it again in a very, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a format suitable for children where we're not talking to them about the evil spirits and what they represent and any of that because the history of this is not something that is discussed or maybe many people are not even aware of what the history is. This is an example of a pagan Irish woman um, who is dressed as a witch during an actual Samhain fire festival. Again, this is still practiced today. Um, this, this day, October 31st, is actually practiced by Satanists and those who practice Wicca, which is witchcraft, um, who practice these, these religions, right, and, 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 and do worship the devil. This, so while there are people who are out doing the, the, the modern Western version of Halloween and collecting candy, there are also people on the very same night that are actually worshiping the devil because this is actually the, the holiday for them. Um, and this we see, of course, like what we get the children to do is to dress up like witches and to dress up like um, all these things, right, in, a, in, in what they consider to be a fun activity. Um, while at the same night, there are people who are actually witches who are, who are celebrating this. Um, for them, this would be a feast. Um, another interesting kind of symbol, um, of course, that is well known with Halloween is uh, the jack-o'-lantern, right? This jack-o'-lantern, which is like a pumpkin, that is carved out with like a scary face and then there's some kind of light inside um, and again it's considered to be like an iconic symbol of Halloween and people will um, carve this out with their kids and it will be a fun activity um, even churches will do this uh, and they will put it around their house or put it outside in whatever way to decorate for Halloween so what is the origin of this jack-o'-lantern. Why, um, why is it associated with Halloween? So there is a legendary story. It's not a true story, but it's a legendary story that arose out of all of this um, mythology um, uh, and, and the, uh, the true practice of this Samhain fire festival. And so it was said that there was one night, um, there was a man who was like a, a drunkard. His name was Jack. And um, the devil had climbed a tree uh, and it was in a tree and this this man Jack went and he carved a cross into the trunk of the tree Okay, and by carving the cross on the trunk of the tree It's as though he prevented the devil from being able to climb the tree climb down the tree again because the sign of the cross was there Of course, this is not a true story, but this is this is the way that the legend goes so in exchange for letting Satan to climb down the tree Jack had him to promise that he would never claim his soul so essentially that Jack would not go to hell um, if he allowed the devil to climb down the tree. And so the devil agreed to this, uh, to this agreement. Um, and so Jack lived the rest of his life in a very sinful way because he knew that there was no way for him to go to hell um, at this point. Um, and, and when he died, he was not allowed to enter um, into, uh, into heaven because he was a sinner. Um, but also the devil had told him that he would not claim his soul um, so he was kind of left in this limbo state, okay? So Satan upheld his end of the deal, but he took this piece of coal from hell and he threw it at Jack, okay? Um, and so without anywhere to go, Jack took this coal and he put it inside a turnip, 
all right? And this is a turnip, turnip vegetable. Um, uh, and used it as a lantern as he wandered around in limbo between heaven and hell, uh, wandering for all eternity um, because he had nowhere to go. Um, and so over time, this symbolism of the, the turnip turned into a pumpkin, okay? And so this jack-o'-lantern represents this man, Jack, who was wandering for all eternity because he was rejected from both heaven and hell, and the light that is inside represents a coal that came from hell, right? So when you begin to understand more about where the origin of some of these things, right, maybe it makes us to think that this is not uh, suitable. Like, why are we having our children to make these decorations? Why are we um, telling them to light these jack-o'-lanterns, which actually represents the fires of hell? And think about that. Um, so again, the more we're educated as to the origins of, of a lot of these um, popular symbols, um, the better off we are. So again, trick-or-treating evolved from the tradition whereby the people impersonated the spirits or the souls of the dead and received offerings on their behalf. Um, and people would personify the old spirits of winter who demanded reward in exchange for good fortune. So as I said, the, the, the people who are dressing up in the costumes are representing these evil spirits coming. Um, and, and when you would give them the food, it would, it would keep them from harming you and they would promise you some kind of a good fortune. So how did this um, holiday or, or evil celebration um, eventually get find its way into the modern culture and actually um, even into the church? Okay, so the Catholic Church, seeing this day uh, as being celebrated by the Celtic people as a festival of the dead, they wanted to transfer or convert the celebration of it to be something that was holy, right? And so they created a holiday, and they called it All Saints Day. So in 609 AD, the Catholic Pope, Pope Boniface IV, he established a feast um, called All Martyrs Day, in the Western Church. So it's called All Martyrs Day. And then later on, another pope, again, Catholic Pope, Pope Gregory III, he expanded the festival and he moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. So as of today, even until now, the Catholic Church celebrates what they call All Saints Day, okay, on November 1st, which is the same day as the um, Samhain uh, uh, Fire Festival, which is the new year um, for the Celtic people. Um, also, there was another day um, called All Souls Day that was celebrated November 2nd. Um, and also they would have big bonfires and things just like, you know, maybe the Samhain Fire Festival used to be. But now they've like converted it to be having more of a Christian meaning. So that's where we get the term Halloween. Halloween means hallowed evening. Hallowed evening meaning the evening before uh, All Saints Day. It's a hallowed evening, like a, like a revered evening, like a holy evening. Um, which is this night before All Saints Day. And so the word Halloween actually comes from the Catholic um, celebration of All Saints Day. But the practices that, that secular people do um, on Halloween, of course, is connected to the original celebration um, of the Samhain Fire Festival and the dressing up like ghosts and witches and these kinds of things. But the name Halloween comes from the idea that this was the night before All Saints Day, which is a celebration of the saints in the church. When immigration um, happened, um, coming from Europe to America, um, like some distinct American practices began to emerge um, re regarding Halloween. Um, and the people would tell ghost stories and they would do 
they would do like uh, tricks, right? And we call trick or treat. Like they would, they would, you know, do things like mischievous things um, to one another on this day. They would dress up from costumes. They, they would go from house to house asking for money or candy or different things. Um, and this is what became this trick or treat tradition. Um, and of course, also like a time for watching scary movies and, and doing things, um, telling ghost stories and so on. Um, the, um, the occult, uh, as I mentioned, this is a very big night, right, for those who practice the occult, who practice witchcraft. And so this is um, uh, a quote here. So on the Wiccan calendar, the Wiccans are like the witches. Um, uh, this Samhain feast is one of the most important days of the year um, for them. And, um, and the Wiccans um, believe that on this day, um, the god dies. So they, they believe in a god and a goddess. They believe that on this day, their god dies and then is reborn again. Um, and so this is a quote here from their website regarding this feast. So it says, possibly the biggest festival of the witches' year, Samhain is a time to remember those who have passed on. Samhain is now generally considered the witches' new year. It is generally celebrated on October 31st, but some traditions prefer November 1st. It is one of the two spirit nights each year. It is a magical interval when the mundane laws of time and space are temporarily suspended and the thin veil between the worlds is lifted. It is a time to study the dark mysteries and honor the dark mother and the dark father symbolized by the crone and her aged consort. So, of course, uh, my goal here is not to, 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 to explain what all this means, but, but the, the point is, is that those who practice the occult celebrate the same night, right? So when you think about how if we in the church are doing any kind of a celebration, right, on the same night that these witches, right, who actually practice actual witchcraft um, are doing, and for them it is a very important day, we have to question why are we doing this? Like why is it that we would be, be participating in anything that they are doing? Also the Church of Satan, those people who worship Satan, for them this is also um, a very important day. So on their website, it says, we see this holiday as a night when the mundane folk try to reach down inside and touch the darkness, which for Satanists is a daily mode of existence. Particularly in the United States, Halloween is a time for celebrating monster films, wearing costumes of macabre nature and evoking the thrill of fun fear. Children of all ages can indulge their fantasies by donning costumes that allow for intense role-playing and the release of their demonic cores. The parts of their personalities often hidden from their friends, co-workers, and families. Though there are traditions making this an occasion for recalling the dead, it has been populari popularized as a time to play with what historically were fears directed towards what were thought to be unquiet spirits of the departed. And the grand traditional question, trick or treat, has become a means of fulfilling an indulgence in sweets without the need to resort to the optional coercion. Satanists embrace what this holiday has become and do not feel the need to be tied to ancient practices. This night we smile at the amateur explorers of their own inner darkness, for we know that they enjoy their brief dip into the pool of the shadow world. We encounter their tenebrous fantasies, the candied indulgence, and the wide-ranging ev evocation of our aesthetics, even if it is but for once a year. So what they are saying is, for one night a year, everyone gets to be a Satanist, right? And, and they, ac they acknowledge this. They say that even though what they are practicing is different maybe than, than what we practice, but they, they indulge in what is kind of touching on or approaching something of what the Satanists practice all year round. So even the, the Satanists agree that the, this holiday of Halloween is something that is demonic, right? It, it is demonic, and they celebrate it. They celebrate that it is demonic, but they consider it demonic, and they consider that everyone who practices it in some sense is practicing the demonic.
So I want to mention also some of the Bible verses um, in, uh, in the Bible that, that talk about um, what God says about the occult, right? So that we can be very clear on what the Bible says about it. In Deuteronomy 18, it says, There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. Also in Leviticus 19, it says, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. And in Isaiah chapter 5, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So the idea that, um, of course, the occult is condemned in the Bible. But also it says in this last verse, do we should not call the things that are evil to be good. right? We should not call those things that are evil to be good. And if the, the root of this celebration is rooted in the demonic, is, is rooted in like pagan worship, it's ro is rooted in these practices that even is celebrated by the Church of Satan, right? then there is no way that we can practice this in any way without without essentially even implicitly saying that it is good right it is good if if i allow my children to participate in it <coughs> then i'm telling them this is good and my children are learning that this is good or if we celebrate anyone who celebrates it we're essentially saying that it is good um and so it's important for us to understand why is it that the church has such a strong um stance against it so we are called to be set apart we are called to be set apart. And nowadays, it's becoming much harder to be set apart because we find that the values of the world are going in a completely opposite direction from the values of God and the values that we have in the church. And while there might have been long ago, maybe a time where we could find ourselves in society and participating in many of the things that society does without, uh, without crossing any boundaries or any lines or, or disobeying God or committing any sins, the society has continued to walk further and further and fall further and further away from God and away from his principles. And so now as Christians, we find ourselves in a situation where we ask ourselves, like, what is it that I can participate in? You know, many people who work, they have office parties that celebrate Halloween or maybe children who go to school and they have Halloween parties. And the question then for us is, what do I do? Do I, do I simply just stay quiet? and participate in everything that is offered um, and, and maybe just discounting it and saying, well, what's the big deal, right? Again, we're talking about costumes and candy and having fun, right? Or <coughs> do we take a stand against this and say, no, this is not fitting for me, right? This is not pleasing to God and it's not fitting for me. And, <coughs> and maybe I have to say something. Maybe at least I shouldn't participate. I can excuse myself from these things and I can explain why. It's like, no, I don't celebrate this. Right. This isn't this isn't something that I that I value. This is not something that I celebrate. And, you know, <coughs> if someone were to, you know, one of the reasons that Halloween is, is something that's difficult for people to um, to to stop celebrating is because it has a certain nostalgia. Um, <coughs> maybe the adults even who used to celebrate Halloween as children and they have good memories of it. Um, and 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 so they think in their mind like well there's nothing harmful here this is something that i remember uh, fondly from my youth right but when you begin to understand like what is the reason 
behind it? How, why does it exist? And if someone were to, you know, let's say forget Halloween, but if someone were to come to you and present to you a new holiday, call it whatever you want to call it, but the basis of the holiday is worshiping the devil, right? And the basis of the holiday is all about evil spirits, right? The basis of the holiday is something demonic, okay? It's not called Halloween. It's called something else, something you've never heard of before. Um, I think most of us would probably look at that and be like, no, I want nothing to do with this. Like, this isn't something that is, again, fitting for me, right? The idea that maybe we have the difficulty with Halloween for those people who have practiced it in the past is because their, their experience with it, it's like, well, I didn't worship any devils. I didn't, I didn't do anything demonic. I didn't cast any spells. I didn't do any of that thing, right? But again, we, we are, we're asking ourselves, how is it that the devil introduces himself into society? How is it that he, 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 he lets our guard down so that we can begin to accept him more and more? And this is certainly what's happened in our society, um, right? Now, Satanism is almost celebrated in many, in many ways. So we shouldn't be deceived by the idea of something as being innocent fun. We have to look at its origin. <laughs> Where did it come from? And again, we don't condemn the idea of wearing costumes, and we don't condemn the idea of eating candy, but we condemn the practice of this holiday and doing those things on this day. Because on this day, it is not simply an innocent practice. It is a celebration of this pagan celebration. In 2 Corinthians 6.14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? So again, it's a question for each of us. We who live in the light, and we walk in the light, and we worship the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and I'm sure if we were to ask him, do you approve of this holiday? Do you approve of what the people are doing? He would say no. Like This is not something that is honoring me. It's not glorifying me. It's actually honoring the devil. right? So I wanted to give this as a reminder to all of us because again, Halloween is on Tuesday night, um, a reminder to all of us of why is it that we, 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 we do what we do? Why is it that we warn against celebrating this holiday? Um, to give ourselves and our children a reason to not even just to stay silent, but to speak up and to say, no, I do not practice this because, right? And here are the reasons why, because we all understand. So may God grant us to always um, stand up against evil and to be bold in, in, in our faith and not to shy away from any confrontation and to be bold in telling people what is it that we believe and glory be to God forever. Amen.